Hello and welcome to Super Great Kids Stories, wise tales from storytellers around the world which will make you laugh and sometimes cry. Recommended for ages 5 to 105. I'm Kim and I love stories. Hello Super Great Kids and how are you? I'm very happy because this week we have not one, but two stories. This Friday is St Patrick's Day, so Kate Corkery has a bonus Irish story for us. Our first story is a Native American tale from the Iroquois tribe, people who came from the northeast of America. The retelling of this story is by Joseph Bruchak, who is a Native American. I discovered it in a book of song stories from around the world. It's called The Singing Sack and was put together by storyteller Helen East. Ooh, and just a warning, this story is a little bit scary. Before we begin, can you answer this? The story we're going to hear is about a boy who lived with bears. If you were to live with a group of animals, which type of animal would you choose as your family? Have a think about that while we have a quick word with the grown-ups. Hello, super great kids. I'm back. So, which animal family do you think you'd like to live with? Would you be an eagle and live in a nest high on a cliff top? Or would you be an owl and swoop through the woods, hooting and screeching? Or a squirrel leaping from branch to branch, or a snow wolf howling across the snowy Arctic. Now, are you sitting comfortably? Here's our story from the Iroquois people, the boy who lived with bears. Ready? Snip, snap, snout, story jump out. Once upon a time, there was a boy. Sadly, his father and mother died, and he was left alone in the world. The only person he had to take care of him was his uncle. But his uncle was, well, he was a nasty piece. He was mean, mean, mean. He didn't like the boy living with him. Every morning he would shake him awake. Wake up, wake up, wake up! Fetch the water, make the fire, cook the food. But do you think he gave the boy plenty of food once he'd prepared it? Why, no. He fed him only scraps and every night he made him sleep far away from the fire so that the boy fell asleep cold and hungry with his stomach rumbling. But the boy never complained because his parents had taught him respect older people. They have lived and learned and are wiser than you. One day, the uncle decided to get rid of the boy. So that morning, instead of shaking him awake to make food, he said, Wake up! Wake up! Follow me! Today we go hunting. Wow! That is so exciting! Thank you! said the boy, leaping up. Shh! 
enough, said the uncle who never smiled. The boy had never been hunting before and his uncle was a really good hunter. Eager to learn, the boy followed him quickly into the woods. But soon the boy began to worry. It's strange. My uncle has not brought his dog along. Well, maybe he's going to use me as his dog today. I'll be really fast and I'll fetch his kills for him. He'll see how good I am and maybe he might even start to like me. First, his uncle raised his bow and killed a rabbit. The boy ran faster than the wind and picked the rabbit up. His uncle ignored him and carried on stepping lightly through the grass like a wild cat on the prowl. Suddenly, his uncle pounced and killed a grouse. The boy ran to fetch it. He was pleased because now they would have so much to eat that surely his uncle would feed him well that night. He turned to go home, but his uncle shook his head. No, he said. We go on. This way. Follow me and be quiet. But strangely, they didn't go east. And they didn't go west. And they didn't go south. Instead, they went north. North towards the dark, dark forest where his parents had always told him not to go. The boy began to worry again, but obediently he followed his uncle. They walked and they walked and they walked until the sun was high in the sky. Presently they came to a cave. The opening to the cave was not big. Crawl in, his uncle said and chase out any animals so I can shoot them with my arrows. The entrance was dark, and the boy was rather afraid, but he remembered what his parents had taught him. Remember, older is wiser. He crawled through a narrow tunnel with his heart thumping and came out into a large cave. There were leaves and stones on the floor, but no animals. Uncle! There's nothing here, he shouted. Can I come out now? He turned back, and do you know what he saw? He saw his uncle heaving a great stone in front of the mouth of the cave. Suddenly everything went dark. The boy shouted and pushed and shoved, trying to move the stone, but it was no use. He was trapped. At first, he felt very frightened. But then he remembered a song his parents had taught him to sing whenever he felt afraid. It was a song filled with love. Way and away and away and away. Way and away and away and away. Are you ready? Could you sing it with me? I'll sing a line and you sing a line. Way and away and away and away. Way and away and away and away. Way and away and away and away. Your turn. Way and away and away and away. Way hey hey yo oh way hey hey yo. Way hey hey yo way hey hey yo. As he sang, his song grew louder 
and louder and louder until he forgot he was trapped in a cave and he felt he was back in his mother's arms as a young child. After a while, he stopped and he listened. He thought he could hear someone singing on the other side of the rock. So he sang again and this time he sang louder. Can you help me? Way and away and away and away. 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 Way, hey, hey, yo, oh, way, hey, hey, yo. Way, hey, hey, yo, oh, way, hey, hey, yo. And the voices on the other side of the rock also sang louder. Some voices were high and some voices were low and some were really growly. In fact, they didn't really sound like people at all. But then the boy heard a scratching noise outside and the stone was rolled away from the mouth of the cave and he quickly scrambled out, blinking and breathing in the sunlight. Ah, there were lots of people outside big and tall and thin and small. He rubbed his eyes. Hang on. These weren't people at all. They were animals. Wolves and deer and moles and voles and there was even a mother bear with her cubs. Now that we've rescued you, said a small voice, you must choose which of us will be your parents. He looked down and saw that the one who was speaking was a mole. Yes, agreed a moose standing under the trees. You must choose one of us to live with. Oh, thank you, said the boy. You're all very kind. But, but, how do I choose? I know, said the mole. We'll all tell you what we're like and how we live and then you can decide. shouted the chipmunk, running round in circles and hopping up and down. I'll begin, said the mole. Would you like to be a mole and live in a hole and dig and dig and dig with your strong paws? It's very dark in my tunnels and we always have plenty of worms and grubs to eat. <coughs> glub, glub, yum, yum, yum. Yuck thought the boy, but he was polite, so he didn't say that. He just said, Thank you, Mole, but no, I think I'm too big to fit into your tunnels. Come and live with me, said the beaver. We dive under the water to get into our home. Sploosh, 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 bloop, 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 bloop. And then we have the most delicious chewy sticks for breakfast, all slippery and slimy, slurp. Oh, thank you, but no, said the boy. Your life sounds very exciting, but I don't have a strong tail like you for swimming fast or waterproof fur to stop me from freezing in your icy cold waters. How about me, said the wolf. I run stealthily through the woods and the fields. I catch all the small animals I want to eat. Crunchy, munchy, yum, yum, yum. Wouldn't you like to come and live with me? Ah, uh, thank you, Mr Wolf, but no, 
said the boy. It's nice of you to ask, but all of the animals have been so kind to me, it wouldn't feel right eating them. Then the mother bear waddled up to the boy. She gave him a long, hard stare for quite a while. And when she spoke, her voice was like a honeyed song. You can come and live with us, she said. We eat berries and honey. We have big hugs and warm hearts. You can play with my cubs and our fur would keep you warm in our den in the winter time. Oh, thank you, yes, said the boy. I would like to be a bear. So the boy who had no family went to live with the bears. The mother bear had two cubs and they became brothers to the boy. They would roll and play together and soon the boy was almost as strong as a bear. But something rather strange happened. Whenever his brother's sharp claws would catch him as they played, rough brown hair would sprout on his body and before long he was covered in thick brown hair and he looked a bit like a bear himself. The weeks passed and the months passed and the old bear mother taught the boy many things. One day they were all in the forest picking berries when Bear Mother stuck her nose in the air and shushed them. Shh! Listen, she said. There's a hunter. They listened, and sure enough, they heard the sounds of a man walking and twigs snapping. The Bear Mother smiled. Psst! <laughs> we have nothing to fear from him, she said. It's Big Plodder. He crashes through the forest wherever he goes. We can all hear him a mile away. Another time, as they walked along, the old bear mother again stopped them. Shh! Listen, she said. Another hunter. They listened, and soon they heard the sound of talking. The old bear mother smiled. He's not dangerous either. He is big mouth the one who talks as he hunts and forgets that everything in the forest has ears. We bears can hear him way before he arrives, and we can hide. And so it went on, and the bears were not afraid of the other hunters who happened along either, neither the one who bumped into trees, nor the one who forgot where his traps were and fell into them. And so the days passed happily, until one day, the bear mother sniffed the air and told them to be quiet. She had a frightened look in her eyes. Listen, she whispered. The bears froze and listened. They couldn't hear anything. It's the one who hunts on two legs and four legs. This one is very dangerous. We must hope he doesn't find us, for the four legs who hunts with him can follow our tracks wherever we go, and the man two legs does not give up until he has caught his prey. Just then, they heard the sound of a dog barking. Run, cried the old bear mother, run, four legs has caught our scent. 
And so they ran. The boy and the three bears. They ran through the forest. Thump, thump, thump. They ran through the swamps. Slump, slump, slump. They ran across the river. Splish, splosh, splash. And they ran through the spiky bush. Scritch, scratch, scritch. But always the sound of the dog followed them. (laughs) And it got closer and closer and closer. (laughs) Went four legs. Thump, thump, thump went the bears. The dog gave chase, howling and growling. Thump, thump, thump. The bears kept running. The dog got closer. The bears could smell Fourlegs' hot breath on their necks and it seemed as if there was no escape. Just as the bears were about to give up, they spotted a tree in the clearing. A hollow tree. It's our last hope, said the bear mother. Quick, inside. They crawled through the small space at the foot of the tree and waited, breathless, their hearts pounding. For a while, there was no sound. And then the noise of the dog sniffing and scratching at the tree. Then they heard two legs walking around the tree. The bear mother growled and the dog did not dare to come in after them. Then things went quiet and the boy began to hope that his family might be safe. But suddenly he smelled smoke and thick strands of smoke came curling up inside the tree. He started to cough. The hunter had made a fire at the entrance to the tree and was blowing the smoke in to smoke them out. Then the boy remembered something. He remembered he wasn't a bear. He was a human, just like two legs. Wait, screamed the boy. Don't hurt my family. The boy crawled out from inside the tree and looked straight into the face of the hunter. It was his uncle. The uncle stepped forward and touched the boy in disbelief. All the hair instantly fell off the boy. What? Can this be true? The boy stepped back. Uncle, my nephew, it is you. The dog ran up to the boy, barking and wagging his tail in delight. She began to lick the boy all over. Yes, it's me, uncle. His uncle hung his head in shame. My boy... Can you forgive me? I did a terrible thing. As soon as I got back to the lodge, I realised what a fool I'd been. I came straight back to the cave, but you had gone. I thought the animals had killed you. No, uncle, the animals helped me. They're my friends. They're like my family now. Please don't hurt them. The uncle tied his dog to a tree and stamped out the fire. Bring out your friends. I will never hurt bears from now on if what you say is true. It's true, uncle. The boy called to the mother bear. Slowly she crawled out of the tree and spoke to the boy. It sounded to the uncle like growling, but the boy could understand them. He could speak bear. He growled back to them. We will always be your friends, the bear mother said. You know where to come if you need help. And slowly, 
she shuffled off into the forest, following behind her two cubs. And so the boy went back to live with his uncle, and the bears went back to live in the forest, and they all remained friends for the rest of their days. And that is where that story ends. Snip, snap, claws. That story is yours. What a lovely story. That boy was brave, wasn't he? I wonder if you'd like to live with a bear family. Did you know that brown bears are mostly vegetarian? Also, when the mother hibernates, that means settling down for her winter sleep, she is often pregnant and expecting between one and four cubs. The cubs are born in the den and they're only the size of a little chipmunk like a squirrel. They then settle down to drink their mother's milk for a few months. When the mother wakes up in the spring, her cubs are much bigger and strong enough to follow her out of the den. Cubs usually stay with their mother for about three years and then they're ready to face life on their own. I liked the idea in the story that the boy had a special song which his parents taught him. Do you have a family song which you sing whenever you're afraid or feeling sad? Now, we couldn't run this podcast without you and your kind help. So it's time for me to dig deep into my bag of happies and say hello and thank you to some new owlets who've recently flown into our nest and have generously subscribed to our podcast. Woohoo! And hello to new owlet Jameson, who is six from Phoenix in Arizona in the US. Jameson loves every story and listens on the way home from school. And hello to Mira, who is from Denver in Colorado in the US, who has just become an owlet. Mira has listened to all of our stories. Wow, well done you. And hello to subscriber Lucy from Ipswich in Massachusetts in the US, who has drawn a lovely bright picture of the three Billy Goats gruff story with a particularly terrifying looking troll. A lovely picture, Lucy, thank you. Did you decide what kind of voice you'd use for your troll if you were telling that story? And hoo, 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 a big hello to Owlet's Judy, who is six, and Helen, who is five, from Norfolk in Vancouver in the US. And hoo, 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 to Laura from New York City, who particularly enjoys Anansi and the Baba Yaga stories. Laura has become an Owlet for her fourth birthday. What a nice present, Laura. I hope you enjoy listening to the bonus stories on your special day. And big happy hoots to Taya, who is four and a half. Taya particularly likes the scary stories. Very brave. Well done, you. The bonus Irish story this week is a little bit scary. I wonder what you'll think of that one. And thanks to Kofi Donas, Sonrisa, who is seven, and Kaya, who is five, from Denver in Colorado in the US. Their favourite stories are How the Snake Got Its Poison and Mama Draga. Lovely. 
thanks also to Sophia and Belena for your kind donation on Ko-fi. And thanks so much to all of you who are subscribing and helping to keep our podcast ticking over. If you'd like to subscribe, you can donate on Patreon, Apple or Ko-fi. See more details on our website, supergreatkidsstories.com. And finally, thank you to The Chicken Dude in Canada and WFMH in the US for your kind words on Apple Reviews. We love seeing your reviews. It puts a little skip in our day. Now, you've been sending in such imaginative pictures. There were some very funny pictures this week of the story told by Kate Corkery about the elephant and the gardener. Rishan, who is from Austin in Texas in the US, has sent in a great picture of the elephant and the gardener. I particularly like all the details you've included, Rishan, like the people spinning as they fall from the sky and Mali running up the hill to his house to fetch a basket. Great writing too. Thanks for sharing this. Glad you and your dad are enjoying listening to the stories together. And Eleanor from Franklin in Tennessee, who is almost six, has sent a great picture of two of her favourite story characters, Jack from The Apple Tree Man and the Ruby Red Lips Girl. I love your picture of Jack singing to the apple tree. I wonder if you can sing that song, Eleanor. And hello to superfan Nuraya from Bolingbrook in Illinois in the US. Naraya loves dragons and has listened to the Four Dragons story countless times with her sister Nora. Naraya also enjoys recreating the stories with her toys as she listens along. She sent in a lovely picture of the Four Dragons story. Thank you. And hello to five-year-old Rue from Bath in the UK, who's drawn a colourful picture of the magic orange tree story from Haiti. I like all the details, Rue, like the mother's grave at the foot of the orange tree, which is bursting with oranges, and the way you've drawn the tippy-tippy top of the sky. Thank you. And finally, thanks to eight-year-old Posy from California, who has drawn a bright, imaginative picture of the hat seller and the monkeys, the story from West Africa. Just brilliant, Posy. I love the bright colours you've used and the exasperated expression on the hat seller's face. Thank you. It's a funny story, isn't it? That's it for this week. More thank yous next week. If you'd like to see these lovely pictures, go to our Facebook page where we've got a gallery of all your imaginative drawings. Facebook.com forward slash super great kids stories. That's it for this story. Remember, we have another bonus story this week on Friday from Kate Corkery to celebrate St. Patrick's Day. Keep telling your stories and have a happy St. Patrick's Day for those of you who are celebrating. Bye for now. This podcast was produced in Wardour Studios in London.